0: Cinema Shock, the podcast celebrating the stories behind your favorite cult and genre films. It's time for another News Roundup. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Todd A. Davis, and I am joined by Gary and Justin. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Hi, everybody. Say hello, Gary. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So let's uh, let's take a look at uh, some news items uh, from the last couple weeks.
1: Uh, Justin, what do you got for us? Okay, well, first of all, we we picked one hell of a time to start doing a news roundup podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. because uh <laughs> as we we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the last news roundup, you know, the writers guild strike uh just started and it's been going mm. on for a couple of weeks now, but uh, you know, with when the writer strike with it still ongoing, uh, development on a lot, a lot of films has been halted, which means not a lot of movie news. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is a slow news day. So even if you're like all, all the pl- places that I normally, luckily the con film festival has been going on. So like Hollywood reporter and deadline and all these places, they they've still got content from that. But otherwise it's like, there's not a lot of like actual movie news right. coming out. Like I remember a couple of days ago, uh, some executive at Lionsgate mentioned that they, yeah, we'll probably do a John wick five. Cause John wick four made a ton of money, even though John wick four, was originally supposed to be the ending Mm. uh although they it ends in an ambiguous way i don't know if you guys have seen it but it ends in a way that's ambiguous where they were definitely leaving themselves open to either end it or not end it but as soon as it made a boatload of money everyone knew that it was yeah of course they're going to make another one so like that's been like that was like a big news headline a couple days ago it's like oh the the executives at lionsgate say they're probably going to move forward with john wick five and it's like Well, no shit like like (laughs) these movies are making a ton of money. Of course, they're moving on uh, with a with a fifth one. Why would they leave that money on the table? So that's the kind of news items that we have. But uh, because of this writer's strike. uh, A lot of pretty significant productions have been pushed back as a result of the strike. So that is kind of news on its own. Um, For instance, like the first kind of big, big bit of news as far as that goes, is that Marvel's production slate for their upcoming films has been pushed back. Uh, Blade, which is a movie that may or may not ever actually get made. It feels like at this point uh. Uh, that had its filming date pushed back as a result of the strike. And then this week it was announced that the uh, Thunderbolts had also been delayed. Uh. So Thunderbolts, uh, if, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's been in the works for like a year now, I think, but uh, it is set to star Sebastian Stan as winter soldier Uh, Hannah John Kamen as Ghost, Wyatt Russell as U.S. Agent, Julia Louis-Dreyfus as as Val, uh, Florence Pugh as Black Widow, David Harbour as Red Guardian, and Olga Kurilinko as Taskmaster. So these are all characters who have appeared in various Marvel entries, and they're all going to get together for the Thunderbolts. Um, I forgot who's playing Thunderbolt. Who's playing Ross in these? Do you remember, Gary? They had to recast it because... William Hurt died, oh, dude. Was, uh, Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. I think they said I they were the one. I, I think yeah. it's really Harrison. Ford. they're bringing yeah.
0: in Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross.
1: Yeah. So that that's oh. the plan, at least, although with it getting pushed back, who knows? You know, uh, first of all, he's 83 years old or something at this point. Yeah. Right. Um, so if it gets pushed back too far, that's worrisome. He's not
2: slowing um, down, though. This is not the only Harrison Ford news we have today. Well, nice, true, I, just true.
0: Real, just real quick, I kind of I, how do you guys feel about like Harrison Ford versus Sam Elliott, who's played Thunderbolt Ross before?
1: I mean, I think Sam Elliott is a a great choice for that role. Yeah, uh, yeah. I loved him in that role. I but I do think they're just they, they're they're distinct themselves from from that version.
0: Oh, is oh from the version okay. from that version? Like, <laughs> because what did Sam that, Elliott do? <laughs> no, no, not
1: from him. No, but no from that because that. Hulk movie, Ang Hulk is not part of the MCU at all. Yeah, uh, everything's
2: yes. part of the MCU now. We're in a multiverse. It could be a
1: multiverse. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think they're pretending mm-hmm. that one didn't exist. Even though I still kind of like that movie, uh, and I, I I like I like Ang Lee's Hulk. I don't care. I, don't <laughs> care. I like the I, I like the Edward Norton one too. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have no issues with either of those movies. I mean, they're they're not. Neither one are great, but you know.
0: They're, it'll be it'll be fun to see David Harbor back. He was really funny. He was, uh, he was, he's he he's great. He's great alone, and, but he was great. Him and really Florence Pugh were Rag- the best. Uh, Red Guardian,
1: yeah. Him, him and Florence Pugh, I think, were the best things about the Black Widow movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, their rapport. They were both really funny. So yeah, and and I mean, I'm I'm excited to see all these characters. A couple of them, like U.S. Agent and and Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, they uh, appeared like in the. On mm-hmm. the TV shows, yeah, they the Falcon, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. So you really have to have watch those to to get it. Uh, I'm. Task- I-
0: I was a big fan of that show and it's a good show yeah they they did a bang-up job they were yeah. it was it was really good
1: I think Val showed up Julia Louis dreyfus character showed up with a cameo in another MCU movie recently mm-hmm. but I can't remember what it was it was
0: the it was the Black Panther sequel it wasn't okay well gotcha. yeah
1: yeah gotcha that was a, I which I loved love they're it. all running yeah, together was, for me really too solid. I'm like <laughs> yeah <what>? I <I'm> know <laughs> yeah, it's what hard to that? keep up it's really hard to keep up uh so this Thunderbolts movie, though, it, Eric Pearson was originally the screenwriter, uh, but then a writer named Lee Sung Jin, he joined it back in March of this year, so just recently. Mm-hmm. But because of the writer strike, no additional work can be done on the script, so the, they don't have a completed script yet. Uh, so they're, they're still in that phase, so as long as the writer strike goes on, they can't continue to work on the script. So however long the writer strike goes on is how long this movie is going to be delayed. Now, they haven't mm-hmm. released like a a new release date yet. I think Marvel's being optimistic that the strike will be resolved soon. So as of right now, on their official slate, it's currently still scheduled to release on July 26, 2024, which I don't see happening because I don't yeah. think the strike is going to end anytime soon.
0: Yeah, this one, that looks like they're going for the long haul on this one. And they've got yeah. a lot
1: of support. I
2: don't know if the direct, uh, if uh, if the studios are just counting on
1: they have to give up eventually, or what the deal is. But well, the thing is, like the Screen Actors Guild is very likely gonna strike again soon yeah, yeah. as well. And so even the if director's they're... guild's been talking yeah. and um so I of all people, Fran Drescher is actually the uh, SAG president. I don't know if you do that, but uh yeah, but she is she's urging. The members of the Screen Actors Guild to vote yes for a strike, which could happen. Uh, their their current contract expires at the end of June, so if that happens, even if the writer strike gets resolved, you've got uh you've got a, a, a an actor strike looming on the horizon.
0: Wow,
1: yeah, which could spell trouble i mean luckily there's no shortage of old movies to watch but you know obviously that's not great for the industry in any any way whatsoever and it's mm. not just movies it's tv shows obviously are, are being affected too uh hbo uh recently uh, announced that some of their marquee series will very likely be delayed uh the hbo's drama chief francesca orsi she uh spoke to deadline recently and she said that you know euphoria the white lotus and the last of us all big hits uh, will very likely be delayed until 2025 at the earliest. Uh, so that's, which is a long time. I mean, HBO yeah. shows always have a long time in between, but you, we're talking optimistically 2025. Uh, I, and that's, saw... that's especially the strike is, a lot of people are expecting it to go on for six to nine months. So if that <laughs> happens, like, who knows? It could be 2026 before we see The Last of Us season two. I saw that mm-hmm. with the, the Last of Us. I was like, I haven't watched the
2: first season yet. And I had been like debating. It's so good. Uh, I was good. like, it's, oh, it's, it's really game? good. I got a PS5 now. I could play the game. I could see, I don't know. Oh, what do I do? And then I saw the 2025 news, and then I was like, well, fuck, I ain't watching it now. We got plenty oh, of time.
1: <laughs> we got plenty of time to catch up on it. But if I watch it right uh,
2: now, there is no way I'll remember what the hell happened.
1: Oh, I'll have to rewatch it again before the next season comes out. But it's very good, and I would not mind rewatching it. It's outstanding, outstanding yeah. television. Um, so here's one of the the more uh, kind of interesting conundrums that I found regarding the writer's strike. So Deadpool three just started filming. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's script was locked in before filming began. So the right, the, the strike didn't really affect it in that way. However, Ryan Reynolds is actually accredited writer on the film. Uh, he became accredited writer on, on Deadpool two solely based on the amount of ad living that he does in that role. Wow. So he, he, he got, so he, he's a member of the WGA, but because he's a credited writer on the film and because he's a member of the WGA, he actually is not allowed to improvise on set because by WGA regulations, that's considered a rewrite. If he does it because he's accredited writer. Now, if he were just an actor and not accredited writer, it wouldn't be an issue, but because he's a a accredited writer on it, he actually can't improvise because that would be uh. Considered a strike-breaking rule under under the rules of the guild, so he could yeah. So if he he gets he could get reported for breaking the strike rules if he were to improvise on set. Uh, Now he could hypothetically try to argue that he's just fulfilling his roles on the film as an actor or producer, uh, but these like multi-hyphenate writer, producer, actors, etc., have been specifically asked by the guild to not do anything remotely writerly on the, on their projects right now. So uh, he, he could get in trouble. And that's the thing, like, how does, what does Deadpool three look like? If Ryan Reynolds is not like, has this stick to this script. Exactly. I, I feel know. like it's going to really hurt the movie. I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know
2: why he wouldn't just be like, I don't need the writing credit.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how that works once you're already, once the script is already locked in and stuff. I don't, I don't know. Uh, oh, it could also be a chunk of money. If he doesn't get a writing credit, he doesn't get residuals as a writer. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. I mean, so that's, if that's, that's, to... that could be potentially millions of dollars out of his pocket. Yeah. Wow. It that's, all, be, that's all it could I Could
0: do. It could be really interesting if something like that were to go under review of how of how you define a draft, you know, it it is, is something that is performance based considered a draft because any writer will tell you that a draft goes through edits and improvisation is improvisation. It's not the same thing. So I think it would be really interesting to hear the arguments back and forth. Sure. But, but, but I mean, something like that
1: under guild rules, that's,
0: Oh sure, yeah. It's a rewrite.
1: If you're on set and you're rewriting, it's a rewrite. Right. That's why I'm, there aren't going to be any writers on sets for any movies yeah. that are going into production right now other yeah. than like someone like Ryan Reynolds or a director who is also a writer or something like that, but even if a, if you had like a writer director like if Tarantino were filming a a movie right now, he could not under guild rules do any rewrites to his own script on set. Mm. So, he couldn't say he couldn't even say to an actor oh let's try the line let's let's try it let's reword this line a little differently not that tarantino does that i think that's a bad example because he doesn't really he's not big on improvisation he likes the scripts to be read at as they're written but you right. know if you if you've got a director who like sam raimi loves improvisation uh but if he were the writer director of a script let's say on a drag me to hell where he was a accredited writer or a spider-man 3 where he's a credited writer he couldn't say, hey, let's try this line a different way. Let's let's do it this way because that's a rewrite. Jeez. Mm, yeah, it's very complex. Whew. So speaking of Tarantino, though, let's move on to our next little uh, headline here because uh, this is one I was personally excited to hear. Uh, he's actually uh, has revealed the premise of his next film, which may... By all reports, is going to be his final film. He said that this is it. Uh, final film, film number 10. Now, that doesn't mean he won't do other work. He'll probably do some stage work. He'll probably do some television work. But he is has been adamant for years that his 10th film is going to be it for him. He's done. He wants to go mm-hmm. out. He doesn't want to be one of these directors who gets old and starts making bad movies and tarnishes their legacy. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's yeah. his reasoning behind it. So he's like, I'm going to make 10 movies. I'm going to make 10 really good movies. <laughs> and then that'll be my legacy, nice. uh, which I get. But his next movie is called The Film Critic. Uh, it was revealed. The title was revealed a while back, and people were you know speculating that it was going to be about a real-life critic. Some people thought it was going to be Pauline kale because that's one of his favorite critics. But when he was at the Cannes Film Festival this week, he revealed a deadline that his upcoming film is uh, – this is a quote from him. He says, based on a guy who really lived – but was never really famous. And he used to write movie reviews for a porno mag. And then he, during the course of this interview, he claimed that he discovered this unnamed writer uh, who also, he, Tarantino also wouldn't reveal the name of the magazine, but he said he discovered him as a teenager while stalking porn magazine vending machines, which I did not know was a thing or a job that people could have. <laughs> but apparently that was a job that Tarantino had when he was a teenager. That feels uh, like a real LA job yeah definitely yeah, yeah it really does yeah a 1970s la job right yeah. <laughs> uh but he 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 went on to explain uh he wrote about mainstream movies and he was the sec this second string critic i think he was a very good critic he was cynical as hell his reviews were a cross between early howard stern and what travis bickle might write might be if he were a film critic which is absolutely fascinating to me <laughs> uh, it sounds like a good you know idea for a a good premise for a movie especially a tarantino movie uh i mean this will that would make this his second one in a row that's about hollywood history of some sort yeah Uh, obviously if even if this is based on a real guy it's going to be a tarantino movie so it's not going to be necessarily a a real biography it's just going to be based on the idea of this guy who's a movie critic for a porno magazine is what it is uh and and some guys on reddit sort of looking into this, and they think the character is based on a film critic named Bill Margold, who uh, Bill Margold, I had never heard of him, but he did indeed write movie reviews for a porno magazine called Hollywood Press back in the 1970s. So uh, a lot of people on the internet think that that might be who it is. Bill Margold uh, also was in
2: some porn movies, so I don't know <laughs> if he... uh The weird part with him is is he that... This could get into porno industry too, maybe with mm-hmm. Tarantino, which would be interesting. Um a double feature
1: with uh, the nice guys, maybe.
2: He also had a porn radio show at the end of his career, which I is what he died doing. A so, porn radio show? I guess it was probably interviews and
1: stuff oh, or I was about to say, Just listening to porn does not sound very good. I don't a lot, know, I guess a lot it, of, everybody's a lot of got just, their own thing a lot, of just, a lot of wet noises wet slapping <laughs> wet. <laughs> wet noises
2: uh, the, I don't know, but I know that uh, when I was, I was like, who is this guy and I looked him up, he uh, he apparently uh, got in a lot of trouble back uh, in 81 from uh, doing the show with Tom Snyder late night coast to coast and oh, yeah. uh, they asked him what he thought would you let your daughter get into porn and he said, not until she's eighteen, but then I'd even perform with her myself. Ooh, uh... Uh... <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> he didn't mean it quite that way, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well, maybe he met as hope... like
1: uh I don't know. Like any, a director anyway. or something. I or... was gonna
2: say maybe he met as a director, which does not sound
1: bad. It much better. Not I mean it's a little better, but not it's much a little better, better than yeah. <laughs>
0: starring uh, with but well, hopefully that. hopefully Tarantino he starts barking orders from behind the camera
1: <laughs> <laughs> hopefully tarantino leaves that part of his career out of the movie <laughs> yeah, i know it's gonna be his last one whatever get it all yeah. out <laughs> uh so speaking of the con film festival a couple of very hyped up movies made their de- debut at the festival this year uh just last week Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth and final film in the series. Uh, It debuted at Con and it received a five minute standing ovation, which seems to be like, I don't know, every movie gets a standing ovation at Con these days. Uh, But Variety actually called the applause more of a polite formality than anything else, (laughs) (laughs) which is not uh, not high praise. The the reviews of it coming out and we know Spielberg didn't direct this one. James Mangold directed it but the reviews coming out of con uh, have been mixed to negative. Uh, they have not been great. There have been some positive reviews here and there, but uh, largely they've been on the negative side, which is kind of a bummer because I I was looking forward to it. I mean, I still am because this is also critics going to con maybe an Indiana Jones movie is not their, their cup of tea. You know, uh, I do think that probably what happened is that Lucasfilm decided to release this at Khan to hopefully get some some hype for it, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they released it like a month out of it out from its uh, theatrical debut, which is unusual. And for this type of movie to show at con, Yeah. Uh, so they were clearly releasing it, hoping to get a bunch of rave reviews so they could use those for the the last month of marketing, that last marketing push. And it is not working out the way that they wanted it to. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't in competition or anything at con right. it was just it was just there to to debut uh it's like its world premiere and clearly the reviews are not what they hoped it would be which so they kind of shot themselves in the foot uh but i'm still gonna see it because it's indiana jones and you know yeah I'm gonna, you know I, i'm not gonna not go see an indiana jones movie in the theater
0: I, I, saw the, I saw
1: it i saw the, the trailer
0: the trailer i mean because i mean we were all burned by you know crystal skull but um I saw that trailer for that new one and I was like, damn it, this one looks good. It looks fun. I don't know. It, it looks, looks like fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. And
1: I don't I don't need it to be I don't need it to be as good as the original three. I just need it to be fun. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't expect That's a it to point. be as good as the original three. I just want to have a good time with it. And I and I hope that it's a good send-off for the character. Mm. Uh, you know, so because this is the last time that we'll we'll see this character on the big screen. He's so, uh Indian is like a pulp character, like it just it, those, three, those first three
2: are way better than they should be. Honestly. Yes, they are. So they're, they... <laughs> they're
1: really outstanding. I mean, uh, so we'll find out in a few weeks. The movie comes out in theaters on June 30th. So maybe we'll, if we all get a chance to see it, maybe we'll get a, we'll leave our thoughts here on one of these bonus episodes uh, yeah. early July. Uh, so the other one that made a big debut at con was Martin Scorsese's next film, The Killers of the Flower Moon, which has been in the works for like a decade Uh, It also received a huge standing ovation, uh, like nine minutes, like a nine minute standing ovation. And unlike Indiana Jones, Flower Moon has received almost unanimously positive reviews with several reviewers calling it one of Scorsese's best films, which is saying something that's saying a lot because this Mm -hmm. is a guy with a career filled with masterpieces. So for people to say that this is one of the best things he's ever done. Uh, is, is really saying a lot. And a lot of the reviews are also saying that Leonardo DiCaprio gives the best career, best performance of his career, which honestly is also saying something because he's one of our best actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm incredibly excited for this movie. Uh, it's coming out in theaters, not not till like October, like the end of October, I think, just in time for award season, of course. But um, it, the, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer when it came out last week, but it looks mm-hmm. phenomenal. Uh, the story is it's based on a real story. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book, The Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, but the the story, I've never read the book, but the story fascinates me. And I'm really excited to see what, what Scorsese does with it. It's going to be a long movie. It's only like five minutes shorter than The Irishman. Uh, so it's going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be a, a beast, but... When it's Scorsese, it doesn't matter. Like I was gonna say, I'd almost be disappointed long. at this yeah. point. Like, why? It's what Scorsese does? Let's let him tell his story. You know, dude's eighty something years old now. This could be his last movie. I mean, he's attached to a couple more projects already. But uh I read this really sad interview with him out. I think it was out of con where he was talking about him being at the end of his career. He's like, I've got so many stories. That I want to tell, and I just know I'm not going to get to tell all of them. Uh, he, he, he's talking about when Akira Kurosawa received the honorary Oscar from, uh, that was presented to him by George Lucas back in the late 80s. He was like 83 at the time when he received that uh, honorary Oscar. And even then, Kurosawa, at the time's like, you know what? I'm 83 years old, and I'm just now starting to understand the power of what cinema can do, and I don't have any time to use that knowledge anymore. And uh, Scorsese quoted that and hearing that from a guy who's also like in his early 80s, it's like, it's pretty sad. Uh, But also like Scorsese, if this is his last movie, and I hope it's not, but if it is, the dude has one of the most phenomenal careers of any director who's ever existed. Like I I said, masterpiece one after another. Yeah, Every single one. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: He doesn't have a bad movie.
0: They're just various
1: degrees of good.
0: Yeah. it's it's undeniable it's unarguable yeah he's definitely one of the living legends absolutely so i'm i'm
1: have you guys seen the trailer for this movie yet no no go go check it out dude it it looks
0: so good nice yeah i'll have to give it a look
1: yeah i I didn't realize there was a trailer honestly i assumed all these from con didn't have yeah the trailer just came out like last week so very 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 recently Nice. Well, I'll go find it. This week is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse that comes out this weekend, and I am stoked for it. Nice. Uh, I've I've rewatched the uh, the first one a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, and it's better than I remembered. It's so good, and nice. I'm excited for this new one. Uh, it's going to have i know the japanese spider-man that we talked about in our in our first episode of the sam raimi series is going to be in it there's going to be like hundreds of different variations of spider-man in this movie uh apparently so i'm stoked for it
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it um not sure when i'll have a chance to watch it i'm going thursday i'm going thursday night yeah i'll have to i'll have to see well the cat and i are actually leaving for um new york uh Friday morning we're going to see uh an off-Broadway uh Star Trek musical on Con the Musical.
1: You're going to New York to see a, a Star Trek musical?
0: Yeah. Wow. You're you're
1: <laughs> that level of commitment, Todd. Well, what to you gotta be do, fair,
0: baby? to be fair, that's what we're doing Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday we're going to a Star Trek drag show. Yes. uh in Lower Manhattan uh to proudly go is is the name of the show. Nice.
1: Oh, does that have what's your name in it? Um Flip Kiki?
0: yeah 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 that's yeah, her show yeah, yeah i follow her on instagram <laughs> and uh and then sunday just before we head back i'll we're gonna go to the uh intrepid the uss intrepid museum because that is the current location of the space shuttle enterprise so oh, I'll actually oh, go very cool see the enterprise <laughs> that's cool man what yeah, a, a nerdy ass
2: weekend John. it's gonna be so nerdy dude
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i guess when this drops uh i'll be in winston-salem uh, north carolina for the crockett nice. cup which is yeah, the, nice. the tag team wrestling tournament yes. so if anybody's in that area you should check that out nwatix.com plenty of general admission tickets still available
1: cool um, what's the, and what's the salem you don't have to go that far for this one
2: yeah i can drive to that one so <laughs>
0: that's nice that's
2: gonna <laughs> nice. be exciting is
0: that's that fun. like a is that like a all weekend thing or like how long? yeah are you guys up yeah there i that?
2: mean it's it's just saturday and sunday it's a two-day mm-hmm. tournament
1: Nice, cool. and uh, it's available on Fight if you want to like, get TV? the pay per view. Yeah, will it be and, uh, uh, will it be on YouTube later on?
2: uh I mean, illegally maybe, but oh, okay. I didn't know if they.
1: <laughs> I know they put their regular TV shows on there. I didn't know if they. put Oh the yeah, no, this is like there. the pay per view. So this the is the pay per view. Okay. Yeah, so sometimes they'll
2: release TV. some matches here and there on YouTube. Gotcha. But so this
1: one, you'll have to get on Fight TV.
2: Yeah, you have to get in on Fight. And uh anyway, did you guys see the cameo that's going to be in uh, Flash? The flash movie? No. Okay. Oh don't tell I me. heard
0: about it. <laughs> I
2: did not. Don't spoil it. I'm gonna spoil it.
0: <laughs> don't spoil it. I All haven't right. heard it. <laughs> I it's,
2: it's funny, but uh yeah. Anyway, well it's I'll, interesting. I mean,
1: I'll be seeing the movie, so I'll I'll see it.
2: Breaking right now as we're recording this, uh I see Discussing Film just announced that Trit Reznor and Atticus Ross are gonna be scoring that new teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant the car, mayhem. The,
1: oh, it looks fun. It does. Cool. The animation looks really, really cool. The animation looks really cool. It kind of reminds me of across the Spider Verse in like that, it, where in in that it's very stylized, not yeah. quite the same way, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I but, think it looks really good. Yeah. All that's right. all I got for today, fellas. I think that's it for our uh, news nice. roundup for the week.
0: We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the podcast, fellas. Uh, that's all. So let's uh, let's give the handles. Where can you all be found on the internet? I am at. This is Gary Horde on the Instagram and the Twitters. I'm on just I am. I am at Justin underscore Bishop on Instagram, Twitter and Letterboxed. Nice. And I am at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all of the socials. The show is at cinema underscore shock on Instagram and Twitter. Check out all of our episodes as well as links to our Discord and our merch at cinemashock.net. Like, rate, review, subscribe and share us with all your nerdy friends on all of your pro platforms damn it i almost got through it without screwing it (laughs) up and until next
2: time may the wings of liberty never lose a feather be excellent to each
0: other johnny has the keys